it better than you. <laughs> White people always try to do it better, huh? <laughs> you have to add a little white flavor. <laughs> uh, are we ready? How you been? Wonderful. Yeah? Amazing. So you just, yeah, I just came in town today? Or? No, we came in Friday. Oh, you did? We leave tomorrow. Oh, okay. Nice. Celebrating his birthday. Oh, it's your birthday? Wow. Are you, is he related to you guys? Good morning. Welcome to church. I am Jesse Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. You can get involved by going to our chat line and uh, I can respond to your questions and comments. Uh, James will be taking them. Uh, good morning, everybody. Morning, morning. How y'all? So this is a fellowship, right? Uh, last night I was down in Florida. Orlando, Florida, yesterday. We went down on Friday. I gave a talk at the, uh, what's the name of the place? Black Robe Regiment. Black Robe Regiment. And I have to tell you, it was amazing down in Orlando, Florida. We got back last night around midnight by the time I got to bed. And so we, if, you, if you guys don't have anything, and ladies don't have anything to say, we can go home. Because <laughs> last week I had to tape the Father's State, my radio show, Counseling, Yesterday meeting, I don't feel like talking. So, <laughs> but it was amazing. We really, really had a good time down in Florida. There was something that, there was a speaker there that um, his wife, he's in court, his wife is trying to turn his boy into a girl by having a, a body parts taken off and put the girl stuff on. And I learned something about that. It really, we're going to have him on the show as well. But he talked about uh, how the government is doing this because it brings in a lot of money. And that's why they're doing it. Agreeing with the women to change the sex on the children because it brings in a lot of money. And then he meant, what was that title? Title what? Nick? So the speaker you're talking about is Jeffrey Younger and his... Uh, his uh, boy, James, is being transitioned by his mother. There's a divorce going on and a lot of mess. And it turns out that uh, under this law called Title 4D, states actually receive, for every dollar of child support that's paid, they receive 60 cents on that dollar from the federal government. So there's a financial incentive for child support to separate families and all that. You can look it up, Title 4D. I knew that when men pay child support, the government take most of the money. You know, it goes to the government, but by the time it gets to the mother, it's a little bit. Because over the years, I've heard women get mad at the uh, husband, saying that you're not paying enough money. But they pay buku money, but by the time the government get it and they pass it on to the wife, they take most of it. 
And I bring it up because it's all about the money. It's not about the people at all. It's all about money. And they don't care about the children. They don't care about you. They just care about money. So they're taking off baby, I mean children, body parts and giving them other, you know, making boys look like girls and so on because they get buku money for that. He said that in uh, Texas, that money pays the governor's salary. No, not the governor, but the attorney general, right? Am I right about that? He said something like, I know the Title IV defunds basically go to facilitating, to like paying for the people that go and find the people to make them pay child support. Yeah. All of those employees need to get paid. All that money comes from Title IV. the Attorney General, too. I believe you're right about that. So if I were you guys and ladies, I would stop the child support stuff because it's another way of ripping off. Try to come up with a deal. We need to end child support, and that way there will be no more divorces. Because if the women know they're not going to get money, they won't leave the husband. They're only leaving the husband because they know they're going to get buku money. If they knew they were not going to get money, they'll stay, even if the husband were beating them. You told Hoppo to beat me. <laughs> All my life I've been beat by men, but I'm staying because I ain't getting a check. <laughs> Oh, God, it's a mess. The world is a mess. It's not on our side, believe me. It has no love. So any questions or anything from anyone? Any comments? No. Of what? The highlight of the event? That was one of them? Yes, Nick. Nick better tell me. Tell him about that kid and his mother. The autistic boy? Oh, no, I can't tell him that. <laughs> that happened. Uh, what the? <laughs> that happened after the meeting, man. It was like counseling. It was deep. It was deep. What's a black stone? I'm sorry? So what is it? Is it a, a person, a man? A what is the black stone thing? Black Road Regiment. Black Road Regiment. What is that, Nick? I let the white people do all my thinking. <laughs> I don't have to worry about it. I can keep my brain clear and meditate on the Lord. <laughs> okay. Uh, the Black Robe Regiment is um, what they call the clergymen and pastors of colonial, like colonial America before America was the United States. They were British colonies. And they were pastors and uh, Christian pastors, right? And they were responsible for basically the Declaration of Independence, right? The Declaration of it. Every, like, point in the Declaration of Independence was talked about originally by these Christian pastors. So, you know, people like to say, oh, it's not a Christian nation, but, you know, it's deeply founded on Christian principles yeah. like um, taxation without re- representation. That was talked about in the churches first. So that's what the black robe represents. That's what that is. Not a black people thing. It's no, not a black people. <laughs> Everything ain't black. <laughs> Every time black people hear the word black, they think talk about them. <laughs> oh, another highlight, I was at the hotel and I was checking in and I had on this shirt that said, no sex before marriage, right? Out of wedlock. And this black woman like, oh, I got to have that shirt. I want that shirt. Give it to me now. 
I thought, you going to wear it? She's like, yes, I'm going to wear it. And so out of intimidation, I gave it to her. Because <laughs> I've seen too many black people fighting at hotels and airports. And <laughs> I didn't want to get into a fight, so I just took it off and gave it to her. Now I'm playing. I did give it to her, but later, before we left yesterday morning, evening. I almost took it off because she really wanted it. And I was all scared. <laughs> I'm like, you can't fit this shirt. She's like, oh, I'm going to get in it. <laughs> and so I gave it to her. And I hope she wears it. Um, can you pull up First John for me? You didn't bring your Bible? Oh, okay. Anybody brought the Bible? I bet you everybody brought a cell phone, right? <laughs> Can you pull up First John uh, one nine, chapter one, verse nine? I want a feedback to this. This occurred to me. So yesterday it was a bunch of religious people speaking as well, and I realized that. Nice people, nice people, but it's all intellectual. And when you learn the Bible, that's what happens to you. You become an intellectual, not really knowing God, but you know the Bible. You know the word, right? But you don't really know God. And I realized, I've already realized this before, that the intellectual Bible thumper is no different than the intellectual secular world. They learn how to fish stuff, but they don't know. And so, I want to, you found it? Oh, hold on for the mic. Read that for me. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Have you heard that before? I'm sure I have. You have? I'm sure I have. And what did it mean to you? We first heard it and now. If we go to him and confess our sins, he'll forgive us. Okay. <laughs> and what else? Are you a Christian? Yes. Nice. And what else does it mean to you? Because I've been hearing it all my life. Uh, just to go to him and, for, and ask for forgiveness. <laughs> okay. That Cry out be, to him. Oh, okay. Don't be nervous. This is your, <laughs> your first time here, right? It's my first time here, but yeah. I don't like my What's your first name again? Angelica. Oh, Angelica. I shouldn't have asked. Oh, Angelica. <laughs> oh, helicopter. <laughs> any questions? How did you find us? And any questions about anything? Any so disagreements? My husband found you on YouTube, and then we just started listening. And for the last two years, we've been listening every morning. And, I mean, it's been great. Right on. What was your first impression when you first heard it? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like you. <laughs> and why not? Um, just because I was in my head and just feelings and some of the stuff that you would say, it sounded like you were a woman hater. And yeah. I mean, but then once you start listening to it and really comprehend like the forgiveness and um, forgiving your mother and your father, 
I didn't realize it, but I did that. I forgave my father back in 2011. Right. And I forgave my mom in 2015, but I still had anger and hate, but it was, I had resentment. Yeah. And so once I got rid of the resentment, I mean, I'm no longer a beta female. That's right. <laughs> did you go back and do it in the right way once you realized you need to do it? Have, um, have you done that? No, because uh, with my dad, after listening to you and after having that conversation with him, I realized that that's when I came clean and we actually had like a four-hour conversation. Oh, right and on. It was super good. Yeah. And uh, my mom, well, my mom's crazy. Yeah. She's All like, mothers are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> She's like up here crazy. <laughs> but, I mean, I forgave her and I just, we keep our distance. Oh, good. Yeah. I love her from a distance. That's the best love. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's why God said when you get married, the husband should take his family away away from his family and her family. Yeah. So you can have, otherwise they will destroy your family. Oh, she was there. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Any questions about anything else? I'm glad you're here. No. Okay. Okay. All right. And this is your first time? Yes. Oh, really? Yes. And so, what's your name? Sandra. Sandra, mm-hmm. normal name. <laughs> Sandra. <laughs> That's a white name. <laughs> and speaking of white, this Thursday is July. That's the first day of July, right? We are having White History Month. The fourth year of celebrated White History Month. Sandra, um, have you watched any of the shows or anything? No, I haven't. Do you have an idea of what I do? Yes, I do. Uh, I, I've watched uh, a few of them, but not like constantly. I haven't. Oh, okay. And any questions or disagree about anything? No. No, like like she said, like in the beginning, I didn't like what you were seeing. Right. And I was like, is he like hating on women? And then he explained me and I listened more carefully and... Um, I understand what you were trying right on. To... Um, and so I asked you earlier, is your husband a beta or alpha? And you say? Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. Um, beta. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. I wonder what that's like to hear your wife. <laughs> <laughs> what that like to hear your wife say you're alpha, I mean you're beta? <laughs> How does he bait us sometimes? Just, um, <laughs> he complains, complains. Beta. <laughs> wow. He complains to you about things? Yes. Wow. <laughs> does he smoke pot too? No. Oh, he needs some. No. <laughs> so when he's complaining to you, how would it like hearing your husband complain? Stressful. (laughs) Yeah. Stressful, anxiety for me. um, Did you you know a man should never complain? He shouldn't complain anyway, but definitely not to his wife. Did you know that? What's your name? First name? Fabian. Fabian. Yes. Another normal name. (laughs) Mine's normal too. It is? It's angelic. Oh, angelic. No, it's angelic though, but it's like angelic. Uh, that's easy now. That's easy now. Next time, tell me the white way. And so, do you tell him not to complain? I can't do anything about your problems? I don't. Why not? 
<laughs> angry. He gets angry at me, so I try to calm him down by not saying anything. Really? Mm -hmm. He gets angry? Yes. <laughs> you don't want me to be hearing this, man. <laughs> we need you in a Thursday night meeting with the men. Uh, why, why do you do that? Is that true, first of all? Yes. Let him have the mic. That is true? Yes, it is. So you complain to your wife and you get angry. Yes. Why? <laughs> I have no idea. I'm sorry? I have no idea. I totally understand it. No. When you're doing it, does it feel normal to be complaining to your wife? Does it seem like something out of order, even though you don't understand it? No, it doesn't seem normal. It doesn't seem normal. <laughs> yeah. Have you asked Alon Alon Alonzo about it? Have you told him about it? Yes, yes. And what did he tell you? Uh, I mean, forgiveness. Like, uh, just forgive your parents. Like, uh, did you do that? Uh, I have. Oh, that's perfect advice. You went to your mother and forgave her? Mm, I have not gone to my mother. Well, you just said I have. Well, I, I talked to her. But you didn't forgive her? Yeah. Over the phone. Over the phone. Oh, I see. So you call your mother up? And yes. Look at the two tyrants. <laughs> 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 we removed the table from the room so she doesn't jump on it. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so you called her up? Yes. And what did you say to her? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I just told her I, I forgive her, like, the way she raised me and like talking about about my dad yeah when i was there i mean uh grew grew up with hate towards my dad without even knowing it yeah that's amazing so, huh yeah yes and uh what did she say nothing <laughs> she said nothing she said nothing oh nice yeah <laughs> and did you talk to your father yes i did and what did he say? I mean, no. <laughs> he he was just speechless. He he didn't he doesn't know. He, I mean, right. He he's I mean a beta, a beta for sure. <laughs> yeah, amazing. So yeah, good man. Were well, you on your way? Yes. Are you doing the silent prayer? Have you heard about that? Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, you're on your way. Be patient. Really, that we all come from that. Nobody's exempt from it. And now that you know about it and you're doing this side of the prayer, you have gone and forgiven. The rest is easy. So cool. Uh, any question? But did Alonso tell you that any man that had anger is a woman? Yes. How did you feel hearing that you were, <laughs> how did you feel hearing that you were a woman? <laughs> I mean, not good. <laughs> The way to get a man to come down real fast <laughs> and say, you are like a woman. <laughs> Do you have children? Yes, I have three children. Oh, okay. Well, now they're finally going to have a father and a mother, right? Yes. Yeah. Any questions about anything? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Don't be a baby. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay, 
So did you go and forgive too? Your mother? Oh Let her have a mic back. I'm in that process. You're in that process? What does that mean? Um, well, my mother is like really controlling. Yeah. And I didn't notice until, you know, we started listening to you. And um, she was always like, like now, like she always calls me every day. Every day. If I don't answer, she'll call me. Wow. Ten times. So, um, Ten times. <laughs> and, and, and I'm in that process where I'm like, Mom, stop. Don't call me. If you have an emergency and I don't answer, just text. Yeah. And I did forgive my dad. Oh, you, you talked to him? Yes. What did he say? He actually, um, he asked for forgiveness towards right me. On. Nice. And so, if your mother call you ten times a day, <laughs> ten out of one, why do you take the opportunity to say, look, and just tell her, I'm sorry for hating you, you're just out of control, I realize now you can't help it. Why haven't you said that out of all those phone calls? My, I probably feel bad for her. You feel bad? Yeah. But that's only because you resent her. If you didn't resent her, you wouldn't feel that way. Right. Otherwise, you're going to do that to your children. So you should tell them, are you waiting on something to happen? No. But why haven't you said it already? Because I want to say it like to her and friends. Oh, I see. And does she live in Mexico too? No. Is she, she live down the street from you? Yeah, well, 30 minutes. Wow. <laughs> they always move right around you. <laughs> oh, no. We move away from her. <laughs> nice. We're in Arizona, so. Oh. Is, is she in Arizona, too? Yes. yes. Oh. So I would go visit her mm-hmm. and tell her and then block her. Block her from all your social media, take her off Facebook, and block her from your phone. And if she find a way to right. show up at your house, tell her to go home. Don't come back. <laughs> Are you... You're going to have to be strong. That's what love is. Just don't be of anger. Yeah. And then you'll pass down love to the children, your children, and they won't have to go through the hate stuff. All right? But you got to deal with it. How old are the kids? Um, the older one is 18. Your older child is 18? Yes. Your older child is 18? Yes. How old are you? You look so young. I'm you 30. had it when you were 10? No. <laughs> How's your older child? 18. 36. I'm sorry? I'm 36. Oh, yeah? You look amazing. <laughs> That's the kind of wife I want. What is that don't age? <laughs> you love that, man. <laughs> Do you work out or something? Sometimes. Oh. Not all the time. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, go and forgive her, all right? And I just will. face her, and you're going to shake in your boots. Have no expectation from her. Right. None, zero. And you'll walk away free. All right? All right. Okay. I will. Alonzo, how are you, man? I'm glad you brought him. Yeah, I am too. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And how are things going? Everything's actually wonderful, man. Yeah. Living our best life uh, ever since, uh, you know, we got a hold of your word. Yeah. Uh, you know, your message, uh, it turned everything around in our marriage and our friends. And, you know, close friends, I always try to, you know, inspire them to, right to live better because, yeah. So, but I usually tell them, um, you know, that we are women when we complain and 
And uh, when she was saying about him being a beta, he's actually an alpha, but he does have beta moments. Well, he's still yeah. a beta then. Yeah. <laughs> but, and he's he been, can't and he's be an alpha and a beta. Yeah. <laughs> and I've told him, and, uh, and I've noticed myself too, like sometimes, uh, you know, you kind of swing back to your old state, and it's not good because you recognize it right away. Right, and that's all you need to yeah. rec- recognize it, but don't call it good or bad. It's enough yeah. to recognize it, and the light of God will change it. Yeah. yeah, all we need to do is see it because we can't do anything about it. So don't judge yourself when you find those weak moments like that. You're overcoming it, the fact you can see it now. All right, so you, you can't be beta and alpha. We were at the airport last night. Getting <laughs> up. We were getting on the plane. And some people have, been, have seen my show, and they're like, oh, I like your show. Hello, right? And I asked this woman, is your husband alpha or beta? And she said, well, you could tell he was beta the way she was responding, but she hated to say it. And then she said, well, he alpha but beta sometimes. <laughs> He's shy. He doesn't speak up. And uh, I told him not to be a beta. Nice. Uh, but... Really, when you see that you see that, it's God who's allowing you to see it, and he's causing you to overcome it. We don't have to do anything else, but just stay with the prayer so we can stay present. Any questions about anything? No, I mean, we listen every day, you know, watch the video, so a lot of the questions that I've, well, I guess I have one question. I'm trying to get more understanding on the ego. Right. Because uh, I feel like I'm lacking knowledge in that, and that's what's not allowing me to kind of go past that. Uh, sometimes I feel like I'm an alpha. I believe I'm an alpha. But I've noticed that I have beta moments where I'm like, ugh, that's not cool. You well, know? Are you able to give me an example of a beta moment? Uh, getting, hey. uh, getting angry. Oh, you get angry at Yeah, getting angry. Uh, uh, I've noticed in the last couple of weeks, I'm not sure. what's Everything's good at work. I mean, we're building, you know, like uh, all the subcontractors, everybody's right. working really good. Everything's flowing. But just I've been frustrated, and I'm not, I haven't been really been able to pinpoint what's that. When too, you but. become frustrated, relax. It's only because you're in your head. You believed into a thought, and you didn't see it coming. Because unless you had a thought, you can't have the pain of frustration. And so, just know you're in your head. Relax. Come back to reality, and you'll be fine. That's all that it is. Okay. All right. But don't judge yourself at all. It's enough to see you feel it. Notice the thoughts about it and let them pass. Okay. That's all that it is. And eventually, and I'm telling you as a witness, eventually they get further and further and further away from you where no matter what you're doing, you will feel nothing about it. You will will never have to deal with that again because you're growing away from that because the ego nature is the nature of Satan. And, and uh, it made a home in you when you resented your mother. Yeah. You took on her identity. And her nature is all ego. And that's what you're overcoming now. And God is taking care of it. But you've got to be patient and allow yourself to grow. Okay. And so when that does happen, just don't judge yourself. Okay. All right? Yeah. Because Satan will tell you, oh, you're not saved. It's oh, yeah. not working. It's all lies. Thoughts are all lies all the time. About anything. Hmm. Amazing, huh? It is. <laughs> it's so simple. Alonzo brother is, uh, I wrote his name down. Henry. Cejudo. Cejudo. Triple C. 
Do you know who Henry Cejudo is? Anybody? So what? You know who he is? Yeah, he's a he's a UFC fighter. Yeah, and he's tough. And I met him when I went to do Michael uh, Mike Tyson's show. He guest he co-hosts with Mike Tyson. Yeah, and uh, he's a tough guy. How's he doing? He's doing wonderful. Yeah, he's doing really good. Yeah, amazing. I'm trying to get him to uh, listen to this word more, and because uh, he's about to have a baby soon. Right. So I want him to, you know, not ruin his baby the way we ruined ours for a long time. And right. And we, you know, we apologize to them, and we tell him, "Hey, dude, that was on us, not on you guys." That's right. And so I want him to avoid that. Right on. Yeah. No, I think I got high that day with Mike. <laughs> I think we all got high that day. <laughs> Even though I didn't hit the joint, I didn't need to. Yeah, Mike was just smoking, like not even going north. Yeah, and I looked up one day at him, and I couldn't even see him for the white cloud of marijuana. And but when I left there, I I was hungry. Yep. <laughs> I was sleepy. Yeah, and I went home and slept like a baby. Nice. <laughs> so I think I got high. <laughs> but it was fun. It was. Yeah, it, it was. was fun. So, um, what, anybody, what's that verse again? First uh, John one nine. And what does it say? If we can, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Anybody ever heard that before? Only one person, two person. Oh, okay. Oh, a lot of people heard it. Have you done that? Oh, okay. Let me ask the guy in the white shirt first. So you heard that before, right? Yes. And what? And you did it? Yes. And what did it mean to you? What did you do? Well, this is part of, it's, it's, a, it's a verse that's commonly used in recovery programs. Oh, it is? Yeah. And that's part of uh, when you get to step four, what they call the moral inventory, where you confess, you go back and kind of look at your life and say, here's everything I did wrong. You try to come up, and they say, well, try to balance it out and say, did you do some good things, too, so you just don't beat up on yourself. Oh, okay. And then go to the people that you've wronged and, and make amends. You say, I, you know, I, I did this. I'm sorry for it. You and, confess all that in the, in the program? Yeah. But the people not around that you, that you did it to? Uh, if, they, if it's okay, if it's safe, right, if the person's around and it's safe to do so, then go to them. They recommend to go to them and actually confess to them and ask for forgiveness. I beat you up. I'm sorry. Yeah, whatever it is. Whatever oh, okay. it is. I, I bullied you or I was, you know, whatever. Right. And then uh, the people that, uh, you know, that have wronged you, they just, to forgive them. And did so, it work? Uh, not like, not like until I've discovered this Going to the parents and oh, okay, because um, right. it here, here's the main thing that, that now having been in going to this church for the last two years versus what I call mainline Christians where they it, this is what and it pertains to your question this week it is done intellectually they, you think that I can just stand in a room I can confess it to another person and pray about it and it's gone right they believe that. I did that for years, but when I went and forgave my father to his face, forgave my sister to her face, and then through the silent prayer was able to forget my mother who's passed, um, 
I, I never got the type of freedom that from the mainline Christian way where you just confess it to somebody or in a room and pray versus going to my father and forgiving him or, you know okay. what I mean? I don't know if that, hopefully yeah. that makes no, sense. I, what made me think, have you done this? You heard this before, right? And, yeah. And so, and when you first heard it, did you do it? You went down and confessed your sin? No, I never did it like that. How did you, how did you, have you ever done it? When the preachers say, yeah, well, we're supposed go to go and confess your sin and be born again and all that? Yeah, I mean, we're supposed to do it all day, every day. I mean, you know, when you do something wrong, you're supposed to admit it. You're supposed to be honest about it. That's how you're supposed to live. And as the verse says, you do that, then you become righteous. You're supposed to confess your sin all day? Why not? You won't have time to do anything else. <laughs> what the? Can you walk around there? You know, I stole a lot. My I'm point sorry. is that you don't pick a time like, okay, well, like, you know, I'm going to do this once a year. I'm going to think about what I did wrong once a year. You got to right. be, you got to be honest and real about that. That's how you get that righteousness that the verse is talking about. You can't become and, and righteous. Did, did you get righteousness by doing that? Yeah, sure. You did, and so. What does that verse mean to you, the whole verse? If you confess, what made me think about this uh, at my talk yesterday, it was, it was a bunch of Republicans there too, right? But they're mostly Christian people. And I talked about forgiveness and all that. And one guy stood up and asked me, well, how do you forgive? Because no one ever tell you how to. They always tell you to do it, but they never tell you how to. And after my talk, I can't tell you the number of women men and women who came and talked to me and said how their kids are all messed up, their kids hate them, they, uh, and they're Christian, they try to do the right thing, but it still turned out wrong. And that's what made me think about this verse. And so that's why I asked about it. So you went down, have you ever gone down to the church and confessed your sin? Yes, I believe in Jesus, now I'm saved thing, kind of thing? No. Oh. Is that Okay. But you have confessed your sins. Yeah, 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 for sure. What does it mean to confess? But I mean, mean, to people you in your life, you know, when you make a mistake, when you screw up, when you hurt somebody, you know, when there's a problem going on, you know, being honest and being willing to admit that, you know, that's important. And that's that's the amends part, you know, that Stephen was referring to, you know, and that's a different thing than um, forgiving. These are two different things, right? It's two different things? Yeah. What do you mean by that? Well, forgiving is when somebody else commits a sin. Confessing is when you commit a sin, right? Two different things. And when, some, when somebody else commits a sin, you are called to forgive. And what forgive that, them? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but that's a different, yeah, there's two different things. It's kind right. of like two sides of the coin. Right. Um, but, yeah. Okay. But I've done, I've done all that, and I, I do it regularly, and it's important, and that's... So you still have to confess your sins? I still do, sure. When I do things, when I do something wrong, yeah. But fortunately, you know, as you gain that righteousness that the Christ gives us, the, you know, then you're doing less and less as time goes on of those things that you have to apologize for because he, you know, he, he wakes you up about the behaviors that you need to cut it out, you know, and that's the walk. Okay. Amazing. Um, do you all want to respond? Oh, yeah. Send me. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. You had your hand. You heard that before, right? Yeah, I have. Have you done it? Well, I forgave. 
But before you heard me, did you go and confess your sins? Yeah, and it, it reminds me of how the secular, like, people and the world in general. That's Samuel, the Mexican cowboy boy. Y'all can tell? How can y'all tell? I met him last time when we were here. Oh, you did? Oh. Oh, okay. Amazing. He looked just like a picture on the shirt, right? <laughs> okay. Um, I was I was speaking to uh, my cousin yesterday, and uh, this conversation reminds me of what I was talking to him about. Um, all of a sudden, I just asked him, like, how's your life, right, to just talk about real stuff. And uh, he was telling me, like, man, right now I deal with a lot of depression and anxiety. And then he's like, I'll be the first to admit, you know, I have issues, I have problems. And that verse, intellectually, a lot of Christians take it as how the world takes, you got to share your problems with everybody. Yeah. Um, Y'all better stop doing that. That's open mess. Don't do that. All right. And and when he was sharing that stuff with me, I listened to him. um, And I was like, man, I used to be that. Where I just go to somebody randomly and just start talking about some stuff. Not, well, not randomly. And not a random person either. I see you walking down the road now. (laughs) Hey, come here, come here. I got something to tell you. Oh, God. Um, But relatives friends it was a mess right and i thought i thought i would get a uh, peace from doing that yeah and i i could tell he still didn't get peace from doing that like telling me you know i i appreciated that he told me cuz then i was able to share to him about forgiveness and right and god and perfect peace and all that stuff but it it reminds me how Christians intellectualize that to mean that you have to tell everybody your sins all the time and walk around, carry that cross like, I, I'm a sinner, I'm a sinner, I got all these problems. Yeah. But it's amazing. amazing. Yeah. Yes, Joel. So you, Joel used to be like a Bible thumper Christian. He'd be like, Joel used to be such a Christian. He used to read the Bible every day, right? I used to read the Bible every day, but I couldn't even put stuff on top of the Bible. Like, yeah, he wouldn't like even sit anything on top of the Bible. It can't be on the floor. It can't have nothing on top of it. Yeah. No dust. I used to be careful like that with my Bible, too, right? And now you can't, Joel doesn't even know where his Bible is. I forgot. And the last time he saw it, it had so much dust on it, right? Right. <laughs> And so you heard the verse about if you confess your sin, God will forgive you and cleanse you of all your unrighteousness. You heard that? Yes. And what did it mean to you then? Uh, to me, it always seemed like it meant to him. I never took it as to other people. Not that I didn't do it. Like, I think millennials got that bad to where we just, that's what we know. Yeah. Just to whoever it is, just to talk about it, especially around females. Um, but I never took that as openly. I always knew that it was just with God, confessing it to God, and that was it. And so you used to tell females your sins? I was never, like, super, like, super uh, 
beta about it to where I would just spill everything because there was something that kind of felt a little bit wrong about it, but I would still say certain things. Like one time I had to delete this. One time I went on Facebook and explained my business, and then my dad was like, "Why? Why did you do that?" You know <laughs> and then a year later, oh. no, not even a year later, less than a year later, I realized, like, "Why? Why did I have to do that?" It, it made me feel. I thought it was gonna make me feel better, but um, I was worried about people's perception of me. So me confessing it was clearing the water, so they didn't have such a high expectation of me. But it didn't matter because people are going to have their opinions yeah. in general. No matter what. So I realized from there. And every time they see you, they're they going to be thinking, oh, what right. is that? They'll never forget, too. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. <laughs> uh, when I was growing up, that was unheard of for men and women to put their business in public. It was just, and especially with men, um, men never told their business to a woman, not even to another man, to be honest, but not to a woman for sure. And now it's all over the place. The, the uh, millennial men are crying worse than the women. I'm like, look like there should be a, a clock inside that says, you know what, God? Don't tell that. Keep that to yourself. Overcome it. But it's everywhere now. Um, so yesterday I was sitting there watching some of the speakers, and some of them were females. And they were preaching and doing all kind of stuff. And I, was, and I told Nick, you know what, Nick? I just realized I have never, growing up, I never heard a female speaker before. Isn't that amazing? From day one to 18, until I moved out to L.A., prior to moving out to L.A., I don't remember ever hearing a woman get up and speak and give a talk about Jesus or 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 preach the Bible or anything. And so it seemed so strange yesterday when I saw it, even though I've seen a lot now. It just seemed so out of order for those women to be up there preaching like that. And there's no wonder. And one of the preachers had, one of the preacher women had was married, and she still had her last name. And she's up there preaching. And the man just said, you know, just a week. The husband was there, right? That man? Yeah. Just a week. And I'm like, what has happened? No wonder the world going under. The Christians are weak. This is abnormal stuff. This is like not normal. I bet you God sit up there every morning after you have Jesus go over to Cafe Mocha, get him some Cafe Mocha and coffee bean. And sometimes God get a large one because it's getting worse and he's going to be watching TV a little longer. <laughs> No, you have to sip a lot. But this is so insane. Yes. Well, it, it seems unnatural, and, and you never saw it because the word tells us that it shouldn't happen. Yeah. Women are not to teach men. And men right. didn't allow that to happen. And women didn't want to do it before, right? Yeah. Well, they didn't want to because they lived according to the word. They lived yeah. according to Christ. But now that's obviously not how most women live, or most, most men don't even live that way, and most churches don't live that way. Yeah. Very few churches anymore that hold to that scripture. That's amazing. So when when First John says, if we confess our sins, this is so good. God will forgive us, right? And cleanse us of all the unrighteousness. So the sin is the hatred playing God. 
That's the sin. And as a result of that, you're in a fallen state. Satan is your daddy. And so in that fallen state, you do all kinds of weird stuff. You know, you get high, sex out of wedlock, murder, rape, steal, lie, and kill. That is a result of the sin. But that's not the sin. That's the unrighteousness. The sin is playing God. So when you admit that you're playing God by hating your fellow man, hating yourself, judging and making decisions, you realize you're wrong for doing that. God will forgive you for that because that's the sin. And he will put love on your heart instead of hate. He'll take the hate away and give you love. And now he's inside of you along with the Holy Spirit and, and Jesus, right? And he will clean up all the, the unrighteous stuff that you did that you picked up in the fallen state because we can't make ourselves change. We can do nothing. We need the power of God to clean up the unrighteous stuff. But a lot of churches have taught that the unrighteous stuff is the sin and it's not. The the sin is hating. Do you understand that? The sin is hating. The unrighteous stuff, because we've been told that it's so wrong, we feel guilty about that. You know, oh, I'm a slut maker, and I hate myself, right? And you go down and confess that, it doesn't change at all. That's not what God's talking about. He's talking about playing God, and he would clean up the house for you. And I want to make that clear because so many people think it's the— that's why I tell lesbians and homosexuals and things, that's not who you are. That's what you got into in the fallen state. That's the uh, unrighteous stuff. But the reason you got into it because you became angry. And, you saw, and anger is hatred. Hatred runs deep. It's evil. You're playing God. Overcome the hatred, he will clean up their... That's why he said, if you confess your sin, I'm playing God. Because no one with anger can enter into the kingdom of heaven. It's not going to happen. But because you think you're God. That was, that's Satan's nature. But once you do that, get rid of the anger... Stop judging yourself for the other self. That's why I was telling you, when you're under stress like that, you've already confessed you were wrong for hating, so you went and forgave. And just when you notice that you're overreacting to the job or whatever, don't freak out. Just stay calm. And in that, he's cleaning up the unrighteous stuff. And he mentioned you won't have it at all. Do y'all, anybody disagree with that? Okay. And so I want you to know that because so many people are judging themselves. And once you forgive, you can never sin again. It's impossible. Because he'll take that spirit away from you and replace it with his spirit. And so you will never hate again. You will never be angry again. You will never judge your fellow man or yourself. So you cannot sin because you won't play God. And that's why I would ask, how are you going down the road every day confessing your sin, right? Because once you forgive, that's it. Remember Donald Trump said one time, they asked, do you ever ask God for forgiveness or something? And he said, no. And he said, because when I see what I've done, I just don't do it anymore. And he's right about that. Once you have a pure heart, then you just don't do it anymore. That's all to it. It's so simple, but the churches have made it so complicated and people are tripping out on it. Yes, sir. Yeah. So I kind of accepted for some time that this idea of confession is 
within oneself. It's really, you, you have to see that you're wrong yeah. when you made the mistake. Maybe it's helpful for people, maybe it's helpful for children or people who are still kind of growing to take it to someone else at a time, like Samuel described, right? Maybe the guy got, got something out of it at the end. Uh, but just listening to you, then it occurred to me, well, that's interesting because you point out how people should go to the, you know, we've got the two sides of the coin. We have the confession and forgiveness, <clears throat> as our friend kind of said, you know, they're, they're like, they're connected even though they're kind of like opposites. And so I just saw, right, it's interesting that people want to forgive in the heart, but they want to go out and confess to the world. Maybe it should be the other way around, that when we confess, we should confess in our heart. We should confess to ourselves. We should be sincere with ourselves. And God sees that, right? Oh, wow, I really messed up. Well, what happens is once you get to know yourself, you see that you're angry. Yeah. And that he allows you to see that it's wrong to be angry mm. because you're playing God. And then that's when he'll take that away from you. You go and apologize. Hey, I'm sorry for hating you. I was wrong. Mm. And that's all to it. Mm. And he would do the rest. I just thought it's a funny inversion that it, it seems like there's, ideally you will confess that's between you and God and forgiveness would be between you and the person. And, and then that seems to have gotten flipped around. Well, that's why he says that if you have anything against someone, you go and apologize for hating them right. and let the dust hit your feet. Be done with it. You don't have to go tell Mama or Joe or anybody else about it. Be done with it because you understand that they couldn't help it. I want you guys to really understand that. The sin is playing God. That's why he, once you see that, he changed the heart right away. The heart can change at the twinkling of an eye. And so be patient with yourself while you're overcoming the garbage. He is taking that away from you. That makes sense? It's so nice to be that way, too. It is so nice. Yes. And then I come here. Okay. So one of the interesting things about this whole discussion is your question before. A little louder, yeah. Really? Louder? Yeah. Nobody ever tells me to speak louder. <laughs> one of the things that's interesting about this, how's that, is your question about ego. So ego is something that comes up from anger. Yeah. It's another identity. It's not really you. And so by confessing your sins, you actually come into contact with that thing called ego. Who is this guy? You know, who do you think you are? Who do you think you're going to be? Who do you, you know, and, and that's part of God cleaning away all the, the bad stuff. He cleans away the false identities that anger and hatred created in you. Yeah. Because anger and hatred, they feel really powerful. And when you have an ego and an identity, I'm the guy, I'm the, I'm the guy in charge, I'm whatever, whatever it is you think you are, that's ego, and it's often been created by your reaction to a hurt or whatever, some, some reason for anger. That, that's the combination there. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, interesting. it's very powerful, and like you said, it's really simple. <laughs> and you don't go around the produce aisle <laughs> and, at Ralph's you know, confessing your sins to whoever shows up at the melons. Right. You know, right you know. <laughs> Once you overcome that anger, life becomes really amazing. There are no words to express how amazing life becomes. Because you, you start to forget your old ways, you forget how you were before, and it is, real life is nothing like what we can even imagine. In the Bible it says, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. What God has in store for us, that is so true. 
And it's nothing that you can even imagine. You just have to live it. And it'll just be added. One thing will lead to another one and another one and another one. And it's like you're just going for the ride. And you don't see the things to come, but it happens. It just happens. But the other way around, Satan is causing all that for you, all that insecurity and depression and dumb people with the degrees. It's an honor to be a Christian. When I say that, I totally mean that. It's a blessing. It's, it's a gift from God to be a Christian. And that's why Christianity is hated so much, too. It's hated, and they've tried to get rid of it. If you notice, I don't know of any other religion that the children of the lie are trying to get rid of. I don't, they're not trying to get rid of Allah u Abba. They're not trying to get rid of, uh, I don't even think they're trying to get rid of the Jewish religion. I don't, I don't never really hear a fight about that. It's Christianity that they're trying to get rid of because Christianity is the only religion that requires you to repent. That the way you are is not right. It's wrong. Something wrong with it, right? And the children of the lie don't want to admit there's something wrong. They want to accept everything that's right. All the wrong is right. But Christianity is the only religion that causes you to look at yourself and admit that you're wrong. No other religion that I know of that does that. Yes, ma'am. I just have a comment about the sharing your personal business everywhere. And it's because I was, not too long ago, I was sharing my business everywhere. I know, I read in the L.A. Times. <laughs> <laughs> but I think what I was doing, why, I don't think it's the, when people share their business, they are not thinking inside. There's not, there is something inside of you telling you, why are you doing this? The right? people have been trained to do that. But this I, society have been told exactly, to do that. Exactly, that's what I'm going to say, that I feel like society tell, was telling me, you have to share, you have to be vulnerable, so you can take that out of your bag, and you can like feel free, and then you even see posts that, oh my gosh, now that I share this, I feel so much better, I feel so much lighter. And you think like, wow, is this actually, ha like, <laughs> does this actually happen? So you begin second-guessing, and then you begin sharing everything, because you're like, oh, I want to get this out of myself supposedly, you know, and it's like a psychological thing, but I do believe people feel like when they're about to share, they feel like, should I do this or should I, because that happened to me. Yeah, amazing. And you see them on Oprah telling it all. Your whole meeting just with men only, right? They're up there like little women <laughs> telling all this stuff to Big Mama. Stop that. It's the heart that God cares about. And there's nothing that anyone can do about yourself anyway. And they will judge you. You can get up and walk on water. They're going to judge you. Oh, I knew you when you were lying. I knew you when you stole the cornbread. <laughs> look, at, look at her. She thinks she's something. She stole cornbread from Joe. <laughs> That's how it's a battle between good and evil. It's a warfare. I'm telling you, it's a battle. We can't fight the battle. We have God in us. Once you're born again, He will fight your battles for you. And He will make ways that you can never imagine. I'm a witness to that. I'm telling you. But you got to be of love because He's of love. No hate. Um, any questions about any of that or anything? Yes, ma'am. 
question. So when you are when you wake up, do you and you stick with praying, and um, you know you catch yourself when you overreact or whatever, and you endure. Do you think most people eventually like? Um, I guess become a son or daughter of, of God, like if you continue that path. I'm sorry, repeat that and a little louder for me. So, okay, so when you wake up, right? You meaning when you overcome the father state. Well, I mean, I feel like I saw, like I heard your message, and I was like, "Yes, this is right. This right. is the truth, right?" Right. So I went, forgave, and yeah. um, <clears throat> but I still catch myself. I still get like annoyed and i know that's still not not i might not overreact how i typically would but i still feel like i get a little irritated and i typically like don't go into arguments or anything i just kind of stay quiet yeah but um so i i feel like am i eventually going to get rid of that so if i stick with the prayer and i um you know and i endure right instead of lashing out or whatever absolutely because that's the, uh, the, the, the stuff he's cleaning up. He would clean up all the unrighteousness. And so you're blessed in that now you can see it. Right. You see yourself being annoyed. You're not overreacting anymore. You're not cursing out your husband or your child, right? The fact that you can see it and you're being still, you're overcoming it. As long as you don't overreact, okay. amazing is coming. Really, okay. just don't overreact. And Satan trying to tell you, oh, you're not saved. Look, you still have anger. It's just the unrighteousness stuff that's being cleared up. Because if you didn't see it, if you didn't, if you didn't know God, you wouldn't be able to see it. He's right. allowing you to see it, so he's taking care of it. So if it does come, just relax, let it pass, and you're fine. Okay. And so when I say I kind of like, because my daughter now, she's always like, oh, you're mad, Mom. You know? She said you react? Well, she, like when I'm like telling her, you know, I, I have to like speak up for her to do something, right? right. So she'll be like, oh, you're mad. Now you're oh, mad, right? Yeah. And so I find <laughs> it like I, when that happens, I kind of go like, and then I go, I'm not mad, but I have to speak up for you to do what I'm asking you to do. Right. Um, yeah, they would. But try there's sometimes that that, that does irritate me. Yeah. I might not go, you know how I used to be all that, whatever. Yeah. But, um, so I kind of, I, I, in the beginning, I would apologize to her and tell her, like, I was wrong. And now I just, like, I don't want to continue doing that because it just seems like That's she's right. like, oh. Because she, she she's a, use a reverse psychologist. Right. Are you? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she sure is. Because you raise your voice or right. tell her to do it now. You mad, mom. Yeah. Just says, whatever, go do it. You know your own heart, you're not mad. That's why the Christians think Jesus was mad, because he turned over the tables in the White House. They think that he was mad. (laughs) 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 Obama left his junk in the White House, (laughs) and Trump went in there and turned it over. And they said, he mad, but Jesus wasn't mad. But if you take strong action, the blind going to think that you are mad because that's all they know. They only know that to, they don't know you have real power when you wake up. And so they are thinking that you're being mad. So when your daughter try that, just say whatever, you still got to clean up right. and, and let it pass. 
Otherwise, he will manipulate you. Yeah, no, and I tell her, I just need you, because when I talk to her and, you know. Yeah, don't keep apologizing like, either. Yeah, I, I stopped doing that because I realized that at some point she's going to say, well, you're kind of. She'll get sick of apologies. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay, thank yeah, you. Yeah, no. Good question. Yes, sir. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Ain't no telling what we're about to hear now. No, 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 no. No, this is a real. It's a really good question. I've been thinking about this for like maybe four weeks now, and um, so Jesus was the guy with you know all all faith, right? Like the main guy during those times, when everyone was facing you know in the eyes of danger, he just told you know calm stuff, told them to calm down, relax, have faith in God. So why, whenever he was facing death, he said, um, "God, like why have Thou forsaken me?" It kind of sh- makes me think like it showed maybe a little bit of lack of faith. Because he had to go through that alone so that he can take on all of our sins, right? Because you know how we're in that fallen state, God is not with us. He's with us, but not in the way he could be. And so Jesus was able to feel the pain of fear and doubt and worry, insecurity, everything that we feel in that fallen state. He had to go through that. He knew that God was not with him because of that, right? It's just like when you wake up, once you wake up, you know God is with you. You just know it. And it's not like all that preachy stuff and all that. And, but if he ever left you, you would know that too. Fortunately, thank God, once you're born again, you can't be unborn. But you would know now if he ever left you, you would be going through all that worldly hell again. All that stuff would come back upon you. But because he's with you, you don't have to go through that. Okay. Well, he had to do that so we can overcome. Yeah, yeah. I, see, I see the different side of it now. And that's how he bought, because Satan took Jesus into hell, and he should have never done that because Jesus had not committed any sins. We, he, we belonged to him prior to that, right? And we were guilty of sin, but Jesus wasn't, and he had to go through that so he could make a way to bring us back. He was innocent. All right, sounds good. Yeah. Whew. Uh, yes so when Jesus uh, flipped the tables at the White House he wasn't angry it's just something that he had to do yeah because uh, they were not supposed to be selling church and selling stuff in the church like that right and so he did it to prove a point that they were wrong like he wasn't cussing none of that at all it's just that human nature is of Satan right and 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 they think that that's how everything is. They don't know this other way because they have forgotten about it due to the trauma. But he was not angry. And you're going to see once you overcome that father state, there are times where you're going to have to raise your voice. You're going to have to take strong action. And if the blind think that you're angry, that's on them. You still have to do what you got to do. Wow. Yeah, because, you know, they keep breaking into our trailers and taking equipment and machinery and thousands of dollars are missing. And, and you were like, in Arizona, right? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, dude, if I catch this fool, I'm like, I'm going to cut a three-foot piece of hose and I'm going to whip him. Yeah. You know, like, and I'm not going to call the cops. I'm just like, I'm just going to whip him and I'm going to give him the beating that his absent father never That's gave him. That's right. And I'm going to tell him, dude, this is what your absent father should have gave you. That's and, right. You know, and, and teach him, but not, and then, you know, sometimes she's like, dude, like, you can't do that. And I'm like, I'm not angry. I just want to help him. You know, I feel that, <laughs> I, I honestly feel that something like that would, would help him. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Right? I mean, 
Yeah, like, you know, exactly. Like, my mom, I remember, there was a few times where she was like, this is going to hurt me more than you. And then we did the same thing to our kids. Like, dude, like, I don't want to do this. But, you know, like, it wasn't with the hose. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, yeah. But anyways. Like, I, uh, I had to raise my voice the other day at my neighbor. Yeah. Next door to me is an old, old, nasty, black bitch. Oh, yeah. I know them. <laughs> and I had told her years ago, never come on my property again. Yeah. And so I caught her on camera the other day on the property, being nosy, right? Right. And so I waited till I heard her next door, and I went over to Mike Francis, and I said, I called her name out, yeah. and she looked, who that, who that? I said, this is your last warning. If you come on, if you come on my property again, you're going to regret it. I promise you that. Nice. And she said, well, call the cop, call the cop. And she tried to give me the excuse why she came on. I'm like, right. no excuses. I told you to stay off. And I said, if you ever come on again, you old nasty black bitch, I'm going to, you're going to regret it. But I didn't feel anything about it, right? Right. But right. She acted like she didn't get the hit the first time. Nice. <laughs> and so whatever she thought about it, I don't yeah. care. But she can't come on my property. And so I had to raise my boy and the whole community hurt. Right. Even people were jogging down the sidewalk, they turned around and came back. But I felt, honestly, I felt no anger toward her at all. Right, right. But the average blind person that hears that would think I was angry, and I was not. Yeah, like, it seems like, you know, when, when you talk about forgiveness, like, people think that as Christians we should be, I don't even know how to... Oh, you know, weak. Yeah, like, you know, the P yeah. word. Like, they think that we should be, you know, a bunch of peas. And, and it's just like, like, dude, like, that's, like, that's not, you know... And, that's why the world is running over the Bible thumper Christians. Yeah. Because yeah. they're all nice and holy and... They can't. They don't speak up for themselves. They don't do anything, and the world is stomping all over. All them. the television preachers. The it's Bible. like that's what they show. Yeah, and that's why you know, like, so a lot of the friends that we used to have, it seems like they 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 weaken us as men and as yeah. women, and Absolutely. we weaken our kids to feel sorry for people and this and that. And it's I think that's the reason why we're in such a fallen state it is because is. of the church. Absolutely, it definitely helps. Yeah, because the church is so weak. The men yeah. are worse than the women. They are. And they are teaching you to be weak. Right. And there are certain words they won't use. And they make you feel bad for standing up for yourself and defending others. That's right. No, that's not right. That's not the way God is. And just think about this. When we do come back to the Father, he said, greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. So meaning that the power of God in us is greater than the the so-called power of Satan in the children of the lie. Why are we going to have a great power and walk around like victims? Right. Yeah. That doesn't even make sense. It doesn't. You can keep your power if you're going to be a victim anyway. It's yeah. not true. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, don't fall for it. No, no, no. So, anyways, yeah. Yeah. See, I told you, like, sometimes, like, are you angry? I'm like, no, I'm not angry. I'm just, you know, I just, <laughs> yeah. they can't do this. I'm yeah. just picturing him whooping someone on the street, and I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> no, whoop them all the way back to Mexico. <laughs> back across the border. Exactly. That's Absolutely. Right. You have to have that power because you need to protect your family too. Yeah. Not just your land, your property, but you got to uh, protect your family. And if they see you a weak father, a weak husband, they'll be back with droves. Exactly. But if they know that you're not going to put up with that, they won't come back. Right. Right. Absolutely. That makes sense, everybody? Yeah. Anybody disagree with that? Okay. <laughs> How you doing, sir? I'm good, man. 
How's everything going? It's going well. Yeah? Yeah. Good. You over your anger and all that? Yeah. Oh, good. You, you think it's going to rain in here or something? No, why? Because my hat? Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think it's going to rain. Why do you have a hat on the building? <laughs> I don't know. There you go. All right, you can keep it on. I just wonder. Okay, for but sure. Last week you had a hat and a hood on, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Okay, for sure. <laughs> All right. So, biblical question. What was the biblical question last week, Nick? Did you all think about the biblical question from last week? Okay. Um, what does the intellect look like and what is its purpose? Nice. I knew you guys were jumping up and down to answer this, right? In the white blouse. Did you think about this question? No. <laughs> oh, you didn't even think about it? No, I didn't. Oh, uh, man, oh. what kind of Christian are you? <laughs> no, I'm playing. So, do you, you want to take a, hint, a stab at it? Yeah, I'll give it a try. Okay. Um, I would say the intellect... It reminds me of the ego because, like, you think you're better because you understand more or you, like, know more. But that doesn't really mean anything, I guess. Okay. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'll tell you what you got. The young lady in front of you. The one that says, I'm so quiet. I am quiet. <laughs> um, You're quiet? A bit. Uh, all the time? Sometimes. I have my moments. Oh, okay. Um, to me, I guess the intellect looks like what she says. The a ego little louder for me. Looks right. like the ego in a way. Um, but to me, it's more like it's, it's opposite the heart in a way. I think last week you mentioned something about when somebody goes into their prayer closet or, and they do, you know, they, they do the silent prayer. Yeah. Um, you were talking about how... The, you know, it's it's not connected to the mind, right? And I feel like it's more, it's in the heart. And so Amazing. intellect will kind of take you away from that. Yeah. And it will lead you astray. And you'll feed the ego with the mind and the thoughts instead. Interesting. So you have thought about this? A little. <laughs> now you're making your friend look bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that is really interesting. Almost there. Right on. I'm trying. Yeah. Nice. Are you doing the silent prayer and all that? Yeah, I am. Morning and night? Yes. Okay. Kelly want to respond. I think the intellect is looks like thoughts that um, where the undercurrent of the thought is basically making you feel like you're God or a judge. Um, and I think that's pretty much it. Okay. Anybody else want to respond to that? Oh, okay. Right here and right here. And Nick has a very interesting response to this. I hate to embarrass him. No, I was, I was thinking... No, not you, but Nick. Okay. The I anchor baby. Yeah. Um, what is the... Oh, I was thinking what the intellect looks like. It looks like a way to salvation, but it's not real. Yeah. That's what I was thinking about, because I've seen it in Christians I talk to, that they've decided that that's their way to salvation, and it's all, it's in their head. But they're so convinced of it, you can't possibly break through to 
Like their ego is like so strong, convincing them that they have the right way to salvation. Right on. But it's not. Interesting. No. I'm not, and there's no wrong answers here, right? This is fellowship. There's no right or wrong. We're fellowshipping together to edify and correct one another. We try to help one another. So there's no right or wrong answer. I'm used to being wrong. You're used to being wrong? Yeah. Amazing. Oh, oh, on the biblical question. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah, right here and then, Nick. Uh, I see the intellect perhaps as like a knife, like a kind of tool that God gave. Uh, and you can use it in all kinds of ways. And you, you can keep it sharp and use it as intended, and it really helps you out. But you can let it go rusty. You could use it to do a lot of damage. So it's all about how you use the tool. So the intellect, is this something that we should have? Yeah, absolutely. We need the intellect? Uh, to be human beings, yeah, to the full of, fullest of our capacity, I think we need, we need a powerful intellect, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. So did you think about this biblical question over the week? I actually didn't hear it. Oh, okay. So that's my answer in the moment. But I have thought I about you. that for sure before. Okay. Like, why, why, nice. why did God give us this thing that apparently causes a lot of problems? I guess it's so that we can become the master, like the ego, right? It's uh, nice. something, something that you can harness and it will take you places rather than chasing you around or just causing damage around you. Okay. And again, this is fellowship because... You need to know that you know that you know that you know, not because I said it or anyone else. All right? Uh, Nick, I forgot what you told me. It was interesting. Which part? Give me a hint. <laughs> um, you forgot too? No, I, I remember. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was saying on the show that... Um, Sometimes when I travel, you know, if you fly a certain airline, you get miles, and they pile up and pile up and pile up, Right? And and so when you take a trip, you pay cheap, but you can get an upgrade using your miles. Anybody ever done that? That is so white. <laughs> and so when we were going to Florida, we, we got upgraded. And it was had to be on one of those planes that you have a private thing all by yourself. There's not even anyone sitting next to you. And then they have a little wall around you because no one can see you when you're sleeping and eating. And the bed, the seat led all the way back into a bed. And I looked over and Nick was like, like he was at home. <laughs> we, were get, we were just going to Florida. We weren't going to Israel. <laughs> I, had, I had my silks on. I had my silks all pleated on. So what? I had my silks on. Yeah. And Nick let the say all the way back like a bed. I'm like, Nick, we're not going to Jerusalem. We're going to Because <laughs> normally they have those planes for long trips. But it was so nice. I told Nick, this is white privilege. <laughs> you know that we don't see any blacks up here. <laughs> this is what they're mad about. <laughs> yes, Nick? I was saying that um, I don't know what the intellect looks like. But I was watching, I was hearing people's responses to the question. And um, what was it? It was someone that said that God created the intellect. And that response, that God gave it to us, or that basically God made it, right? And that made me realize that 
if we had never fallen away from God, we actually would never need the intellect. And yeah. so, and so when I realized that, yeah. because I was thinking just like how a lot of people are saying, before I realized that, I was thinking the same thing that the intellect is a tool that it should be used, you know, if you're trying to fix a car or something, there's a time and place for it. But once I realized that God didn't create it, it then I realized that it, the intellect can't be for that then. That the faculties for reasoning, fixing a car, and all that stuff must come from somewhere else. So. Amazing. See, I love it when you start examining for yourself. Because if you want to know God, we'll show you. He loves us. He will not leave you blind. He will show you. Uh, right here, the last. And then, Joy, I want to say something about it. Right here first, and y'all later. Yeah. So I, I what did, does the intellect look like, and what is its purpose? I did think about it, and I think the intellect looks like wanting to be right, to always being right, you know? And I think um, in regards to needing intellect, I don't think we need it, because, I, I, like, truth lives outside of us. That's your girlfriend? What? That's your girlfriend? Yeah. Wow. That's your boyfriend? <laughs> wow. I didn't know y'all were cold. <laughs> they up here holding hands because I never seen her with a girl, right? <laughs> she all holding hands now. You got a haircut too? Let me see your hair. Wow, what a man! What a man loves a woman. <laughs> you come a long ways. <laughs> he all holding hands, acting like he has sense. I was wondering what was wrong with him. When, and nothing wrong. That's right. But nice. Okay. <laughs> he holding hands. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm into the intellect right now. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, that it. Uh, the, I guess um, the truth. Y'all can go back to holding hands. <laughs> I'm sorry. The truth lives outside of us, so whether we uh, accept it or not, or whether we believe it or not, or whether we know it or not, it lives outside of us. So it's just um, the truth. Does you say? Yeah, the truth lives what outside. We mean of live us. outside of us. Meaning, we only know a certain amount of information. We only know a certain amount of things, and um, God knows everything, so He can see everything. So whatever we may think and believe is the truth, we only know a little bit of what it could be, what it is. We right. don't know the real truth that lives outside of us. So, you know, I think the intellect comforts us in trying to make us think we're right and feeds our ego, but ultimately um, it's just a way of us thinking we know the truth, but the reality is we shouldn't. We don't know the truth. Only God But when you say the truth lives outside of you, what do you mean by that? Meaning, like, I guess regardless of whether I I believe the truth or not, I think... I guess I guess I'll give an example. So like, um, <sighs> I feel so nervous. Sorry. Um, you what? I feel a little nervous. You feel nervous? Yes, I do. I get nervous. Why? Because I'm probably going to say something stupid. <laughs> I always That's say all right. Stupid. We used to it. <laughs> uh, I so I think like um, you know. 
Okay, so if I, if, I, if I did a math problem, right, and let's say I, I calculated the, the rent, right, the, or the, the stay of a hotel, right, and say, for example, in that, in that I, um, I did it right or I did it wrong, at the end of the day, what I, how can I say, the truth is the truth. Whether I want to believe I did the math right or wrong, the, the truth is the truth. Like, it lives outside of me. Like, the math is right. If I sit there and I try to defend, oh, my math is right, you know, it doesn't matter me defending my math is right. At the end of the day, if I did the math and it comes out correctly, it came out correctly whether I want to believe it or not. Or maybe if I, I, I don't know, like I said, I, I'm, I might be confusing things, so. Right. But I do believe that the uh, truth lives outside of us, that God knows everything and sees everything, so he holds the ultimate truth. And okay. So had you thought about this? Biblical question? Yes, I did. That's why I said, because I I think it's a way of us wanting to be right. You know, we want to be right. So I feel like the intellect looks like us trying to be right. Okay. Joel wanted the last word. And then this young lady wanted the last word on it. Okay. Um, I think (laughs) I agree with, um, yeah, I'm trying to remember his name. You don't have to worry about the name. Eric. Um, That it's a tool. Because the intellect is a yeah, tool. Okay. A lot of rich white people have a, a big intellect, but they they use their intellect. That's why they're rich. But I think where it becomes a problem is people tend to identify with it. So like I'm rich because I did this because I knew this, and the ego is like, oh, I'm important. But it's a tool that I believe we've been given from God, and we use it but then let it go. So kind of in the sense that you do what you say to where you let it go one ear out the other, but it does hold information that could be useful to you throughout whatever you do. So people who are rich normally have a high intellect, but they get lost in it and they think they're important, and then they can't find God because they get caught up in the intellect. But I feel like there's, there's value in the intellect if we use it the right way. Okay. Interesting. Right here. <laughs> so, what does the intellect look like and what is its purpose? <laughs> I don't even know how to answer that. Oh, okay. Um, just, I guess, listening to everyone, it's like there's different ways of looking at it. Um, intellect could be a good thing, but... Um, I guess it just depends on the ego. So I, I don't know how to answer that one. <laughs> okay. Are you doing a silent prayer, sir? Yes. DNA, right? The one thing I want to say, and then Mary has her hand. One thing I want to say, God wants us to think about these things. Once you get to know yourself, you're going to find yourself wondering things about real life, about him. And it's amazing how he will reveal the depths of it to you. He will reveal the truth. He loves us, and it's amazing that he's right there to help us. He's not going to turn us down. He will guide us in these things. That's why he said, don't think about what you're going to eat, what you're going to wear, where you're going to go, who your friends are, who they're not. Think on these things. I'll take care of the rest. All right? So don't worry. It's coming. Just keep your eyes on yourself. It's totally coming. Yes, Mary? Well, I, I think the intellect is just the accumulation of knowledge 
and that we gain as we go along. For instance, the things that we learn in school, one one it makes two, so that we can get along in this world, so we have the intelligence to do that. But if we just, but it's not about the inner, uh, inner life or the inner spirit. It's just the outside knowledge that helps us. What's the purpose of the intellect? The purpose of it is to help us to maneuver through this world. Through the outside, oh, okay. Yeah, through the outside world. So, you know, you know, if you have intellect, you know, you get down to the corner, you're going to stop for the light. It's like that, that kind of intelligence. It's okay. not uh, anything okay. in, in, intrinsic. It's the taught stuff. Amazing. All right. Yes, ma'am. I think uh, Annette here. Huh? I didn't really think about this that much, but I, my first thing was to think it was the ego, right? But then hearing everybody else, I think it's really it's a way to follow yourself, make like you're the God instead of going the more simple um, way with God. Yeah. Like it just, and then the what it does, it deceives. So you basically, like, you think that once you get on top and you have, um, you know, financially set, and you think, oh, it's done. But really, you don't have anything, you know. So it's kind of a trick. I mean, I can see the way that it helps right. our daily lives. But when you fully go that way, you really don't have anything. Right on. And so this young man in there, Irma's one. I got to let Irma's have it, and then I got it. Coming to you. Yes. So the intellect, to me, just looks like justifying crazy stuff, like chopping off people's body parts so you can be someone else. To me, that's like the highest form of what the intellect can take you to. Yeah. And um, it's not from God, because really all of us are, <laughs> all of us as human beings are stupid. And it's only what we're connected to that gives us, you know, uh, what we need. So G- God is very simple, and he, he just gives us what we need. We, we don't need to base an identity. Someone else had mentioned it, that with Satan, that you have all these identity, identities, and the intellect is one of those identities as well. And it makes you believe that you're better than uh, having to need God yeah. and having to rely on him. Amazing. Um, Big Bump, you have you been thinking about this? Big Bump, how's your wife, by the way? She's doing better. She's doing fine. She's recovered? Yeah. Oh, okay. Just a little pain, but other than that, she's okay. Oh, good. Yeah, just all a right. mess, just as usual. She's just a mess? Yeah, that's all. Oh, I know. Yeah. That's going to go on for another 50 years. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't expect that to end anytime right. soon. I, I believe it. Uh, are you going to run a fro? I've just been busy. You've been too busy to cut your hair? Yeah. You look like one of them. <laughs> no, I'm Since with the kids, I haven't had time to do Yeah, much. no, I'm playing. You know I mean? I'm, I'm, just, I'm just playing, <laughs> really. Okay. Um, yeah, I have thought about it. And originally, it was more of the tool as it being a tool. And then the next thing that came to me was the... Um, how Nick was just saying it. But right before he said anything, it just was like, you know, being in the world and, and in that fallen state, per se, that it's needed because that's the only way you can function in in the world is with the In intellect. the fallen state, you say? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, because you need something. 
uh, and that seems to be the the way people function is with the intellect. Okay. And again, don't be afraid of this, all right, because we're just fellowshipping. There is no right or wrong here. All right, we're just fellowshipping. Yes, sir, Miss. I just see it the way I think the way Joel described it. But to me, the intellect now is just is useless. It's, an, it's like a, uh, um, it's all ego. It's like an imposter of people trying to play God. So I don't think you need the intellect. To you don't think you need it at all? At all. Well, why do you have it? Um, I think it's Satan pretending to make us feel like God. It's an, it's an imposter. Okay. And I've tried it, and it just it's led to nothing but... You tried what? Using the intellect. You did? To get ahead and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I think you kind of had to abandon common sense to do it. So Amazing. I know there are other people who want to respond, but i got to end this real fast so I, we can be out here on time. The intellect have to render itself dumb and deaf because the intellect think that it's seeing the truth and it's not. It doesn't understand that the grace of God allows us to see. It thinks that it's in control, right? And the intellect doesn't realize that of itself it can do nothing. It knows nothing. So you got to render the intellect deaf and dumb. you got to let it go because it will not let you see the truth of things. The intellect, if you look at it, and this is what really made me think about it. If you look at the intellectuals in the world, they're smart as now they're going north. They got PhDs, all type of degrees. But look at the decision that it makes. They never make any good decisions at all. Zero. They don't realize that of themselves they can do nothing, and of themselves they know nothing because they have not surrendered the ego as deaf and dumb. It's still inactive, and it is from darkness. And its whole purpose, the whole purpose of the intellect is to deceive you because it's not real. It's of Satan. And I remember when I first woke up, because I had got tired of trying to change myself. I read the Bible, I went to church, I gave offering, I did everything they said do, right? But nothing could change. And then I was judging myself for not changing. <clears throat> but when God allowed me to see, he allowed me to see of myself I can do nothing, and of myself I know nothing. And so I stopped judging myself, I stopped trying to change myself, and that's when things got better. But it has caused me to search, to be aware even more so, and when you're aware of what's going on within you, you can see what's going on in the world. The intellect is your enemy. Now, when you, and, and some of the comments about using, you do use your brain to build a house. You learn how to build a house. You use your brains for that. The brains is to make the body function and all that. But this intellect, the thing that comes from Satan, which is all ego, <clears throat> it is evil. It doesn't know about grace and mercy that comes from God, as you will know. That's why the silent prayer is so important, because the more you learn to be still and stop reacting, the more you're going to discover the things of God, and that this other way you were living was totally evil and dark, and you will overcome it. 
but it happens in stillness. The one thing that Satan does not want you to do is to be still. He wants you active. He wants to keep the ego alive. He wants you trying to figure out things. He wants you to think that you know what you're doing and that you're important. It's just not true. And the ego is not able to see that. It thinks that it's seeing, but it's not. But when you sit still, you get to know yourself, God will cause you to overcome that ego, and he will start to guide you. And you're going to give up trying to judge yourself and other people. The same grace and mercy that he has for you, you're going to have it for others, even your enemy. Now, that doesn't mean you won't speak up, you won't beat them, run them back across the border, but you're not going to hate them because you know that they can't see, they can't help it. And that's what's happened when you become children of God. He caused you to surrender the ego unimportant because the whole purpose of the ego, as someone was saying, is to make you think you're better than somebody else and think you got it and they don't to judge and still play that game. To get mad <clears throat> if you think that someone else is judging you, you're going to judge them back. But once you see that the ego whole purpose is to deceive, you'll be able to let it go. God would allow you to see it, and he would take it back. He would take it away from you. It is the nature of God. That's why once you confess your sins of hating, playing God, you go and forgive, he will forgive you, and he will take over. And he will clean up all the unrighteousness, which is the ego too. He would take that away from you. The ego is dangerous. His whole purpose. Look how the ego... uh, even the Bible thumpers who know the Bible, they can quote the Bible going in and going out. But yet they're evil. They don't love one another. They judge one another. They, they are afraid. They have fear. They have doubt. When you overcome that ego, and you will, you will never have fear again. Because the ego messes with your mind. It makes you think that something is, it's not. It's an illusion that comes from Satan. And Satan is pretending to be God. He's trying to do the same thing that God does. So he used the intellect to make you think that that's the right thing. And every time you use it, it turns out wrong. It cannot comprehend of myself I can do nothing. And of myself I, can, I uh, know nothing. All right? It's not a good thing. It's a pretense. Just like fake love, which comes from hatred, that emotional stuff. That's not real either. That's all intellectual. It's of the ego. That's why it doesn't work. It's not, it doesn't last. All right? So it's not good. Just, and so I want to urge you to make sure you do this silent prayer. Stay with it. Because if you know the people who stop doing it, they fall back into darkness. They start believing the lies of the, of the intellect. Oh, that person hate me. That person not who... He, he or she says that he or she is, it's uh, judging, they lose it. It's very deceiving. Any questions about that? Yes. Hermes. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't even know that we need uh, the intellect to learn things, because it seems like if we... You don't. You know, we have understanding... When you read or you hear something and then you get the understanding, it seems like that's enough to... Well, not even, even greater than that, we have the Holy Spirit. 
and the Holy Spirit will teach you all things. It will bring all things to your remembrance. You have a teacher within, and that's why we're not supposed to let any human being teach us. Now, they learn in a trade how to build a house, and you build homes, right? You're teaching someone how to build a house, they're just how to use a hammer and a nail. But that's not what you live by, because when the house is done, you're done with it. But we're not supposed to let anyone teach us because it, it is bringing that ego alive, making you think you know and you don't know, right? Whereas when the Holy Spirit teaches us, it is reminding us of what we already know because we already know the truth. We already know everything. We just forgot when we were traumatized because we were born in sin, we were born into crazy families. But it'll bring all things back to your remembrance. And you ought to see that when you do remember, it's not going to be like new news. You're going to be like, oh, well, I already knew that. But you just forgot. When God sent us here to the earth, we already have everything in us. And perfect parents would just watch over that and be an example. And the kids will grow in that and it'll start to grow. And when they have questions, they'll ask you. And you'll be able to give them the right answer in the right way. And then they won't have to go through the stuff we're going through. Because Christ has made it so that we don't even have to go through it. But because the parents have not overcome, you're causing them to go through it. It's not normal to be afraid and to be of doubt and to be depressed and suicidal. And all that. that's not normal. That's evil. That's the ego. All right. So spoke on it. I know there's more hands on this, but I got to give out the new question. And uh, we'll talk while we're welcome to guests. So I hope that that helped a little bit. If anybody doubt or let yourself doubt or let it go in one ear and out the other one, stay with the silent prayer. Even if you don't like me, because it's not my prayer. You know what I'm saying? Be still and know God. Stop overreacting. Don't judge. And you'll see, he'll allow you to see. If he let me see, and you guys are smarter than I am, I'm from a plantation, right? I'm an Uncle Tom. I'm the N-word. I'm a coon. He'll let you guys see you guys are none of those things. You're just racist. <laughs> That's right. White supremacy. You got to be on the ego to think that white supremacists exist. And then white people have to be on the ego to believe it. They're convincing white people. That's who you are simply because you're white. Like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. But anyway, stay with the silent prayer no matter what. All right? If you fall out with me, that's fine. Stay with God. Because he said, be still and know him. And all this will come in stillness. Stop overreacting. Don't overreact no matter what it is. Learn. It's like the guys in the boat when he went out with Jesus. Oh, Jesus, we love you. You're the guy. You from God. We believe in you. All right. I'm going to take a nap. I'm tired. I went to Mike Tyson TV show. <laughs> it got a little high. <laughs> so I got to take a nap. They're like, all right, Jesus, go take your nap. Right on. We got it. We have faith. And as soon as Jesus went to sleep, a situation came. And instead of being still and overcoming it, they overreacted. 
Wake up, wake up, Jesus. We know you're high, but wake up. <laughs> Jesus is like, what the? If, if you stayed still, you could have told the situation to go away. Be still. It's something else to have faith. It is mind-blowing. But you got to let the ego die. And when you doubt every thought about anything, you can't help but have faith. The only thing left is faith. But you got to doubt the lie. There's no truth in thoughts. None. Zero truth. It's impossible. All right? Okay. So what's the new biblical question, Nick? Do you believe history repeats itself? Oh, yeah. I hear that a lot. And I don't know if it's true or not. I do know. I'm lying. But does history repeat itself? I want to ask the father in the back. And then the son. And then the Holy Ghost. (laughs) Does history repeat itself real fast? Yes. It does. Why do you say yes? I mean, I'm going off by my experience in life, right? So, like, uh, you don't, like, if you're from the streets, you know, and you don't let go of that, right. you could pass it down. So, it could keep going. I've seen it in other friends, you know, generations in jail or so one. That's my, uh, my opinion on that. Okay. How about the sun? Does history repeats itself? Um, I don't think so. You don't think so? And why not? I haven't seen anything repeat itself. I'm not, sorry? I haven't seen anything repeat itself, really. Amazing. Yeah. Interesting. See, the son is better than the father. <laughs> no, I'm playing. And the Holy Ghost. Does history repeat itself? Joel, <laughs> like not 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 you, me. Nah, you too black. You're the Holy Ghost. <laughs> you too black. I'm just the right brown. Right, yeah. black and brown. That's right. Does history repeat itself? Uh, no. Because, Why do you say no? Because history doesn't exist. The only moment that exists is right now. Now I understand why the world says history repeats itself. I understand where they're coming from, but I know that they can't see that it's only a battle between good and evil. So I, I know, well, I think I know, I won't say that I know for sure what is in store later on. But someone that has anger, I know what road they're heading. So I can kind of see the path they're heading down. So I can see how history would repeat itself. Like if my uh, dad was... He was weak, and he wasn't a perfect example for me. And my mom messed me up. History repeats itself because they didn't have perfect examples either. Amazing. But it doesn't exist. It's only good and evil. All right. Let me ask the sister of the Holy Ghost. Real fast answer. I got it in there. Does history repeat itself? Have you heard that before? History repeats itself? Does it? I don't think it does. You don't think it does? And why not? Because. I'm not trying to hit on you or anything. I'm not trying to hit on your wife, man. But I can't believe you're 30-something years old. You look so young and fit. 
I ain't trying to no follow me home and I just think people should take care of themselves and your wife is doing an amazing job. I'm not trying to well you a beta, you can't fight anyway. Yeah, I'm trying to hit I'm trying to hit on her ad. No, I'll play. Go ahead. No, I'll play. I just think <laughs> seems like I'm, I'm sleepy or high. Yes. I just think that you make um, you make it like you make um, what's coming for you. You're not repeating. You know, your whatever you choose, that's going to be your life. So very interesting. Had you thought about this before? No. Until right now. Yeah. This is your first time really thinking about it. Yes. Amazing. Better you. <laughs> no plan. You got an apple wife and you a beta male. <laughs> the roles are reversed. No. Yeah. Any question about that? No. All right. So I got to end a man. And we're going to take some questions in a minute, right? I'll respond to it. So listen, that's the biblical question for this week. Does history repeat itself? And again, this is to get you to examine to see what you know, not because other people said it, but what is the real deal? Because I realize we've heard so many different things from the world, preachers and others, and 99.9% of the stuff they've told us has been wrong. And that's why we've been suffering. We believe the lies. Um, so thank you all for tuning in. I absolutely appreciate it. Thank you for your super chats at D-Live, right, James? Yeah. And we'll get to them tomorrow. Um, a quick reminder of the conference coming up. August 14 in Orlando, Florida. Uh, so go to rebuildaman.com and get your tickets. Uh, we're running out of hotel room at a discount, so I suggest you hurry if you're going to stay at a hotel. Um, anything else? Oh, men's forum this week, right? The men's meeting this week. Uh, it's the first Thursday already. And it's also White History Month. It doesn't get any better than that. White History Month. <laughs> July started Monday. And I want to get that guy on about the black regimen thing. Right? And he's going to tell us all about that. Um, any other announcement, Hermes? Uh, yeah. Is it this week? This weekend coming up? It's the 4th of July already? Wow. Time goes by fast. So 4th of July coming up, but we'll talk before that on the show. So thank you for tuning in and thank you all for coming. I totally appreciate it. A good fellowship. Good fellowship. All right, so... uh